events of 2020 mean that many music festivals all around the world have been cancelled. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to create a series of dream music festivals via the medium of podcasting. As always, should you or any of your IM force be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. episode 18 of your fest the podcast that is all about festivals i'm one of your hosts johnny sharples and i'm joined as ever and always by my mustachioed co-host and fellow member of the im force tommy stewart tommy how are you doing today good mate yeah uh you, did you say mustachioed then i didn't i didn't actually pay attention i did as always uh, well, shaved it off yet well um interesting revelation actually uh it is actually coming off for uh november i'm doing a I'm doing a reverse Movember, so I've had this moustache for eight years. Eight years since I did it for Movember in 2012, and it's the first time it'll come off. There we go. I'm sure Tommy will uh, share the details to sponsor him to shave off his moustache as well at some point if you follow him on Twitter. Um, but we're not here to talk about your moustache. We've covered that enough in the last uh, 17 episodes. What we're here to talk about is music festivals. And for anyone that hasn't listened before, do you want to give a brief explainer of what this podcast is all about? Yes, every week we invite a guest on to talk about their dream festival lineup. Uh, it can be any artist, any act, dead or alive from any point in history, and they have to pick days of the week and a name for that festival. And a location. And a location, um, fucking hell. And our guest this week <laughs> is a comedian and chorister. It's the wonderful Lloyd Griffith, who you may have seen on Soccer AM, where he used to be the goalkeeper. You might have seen him on Jonathan Ross's Comedy Club a few weeks ago, where he did an excellent set and displayed his wonderful choral uh, abilities. Um, but we're really looking forward to him. He loves music. He's a chorister. Will he pick some choral music? We just don't know. We do, because we've already recorded the episode. We know exactly who he picks. <laughs> and um, there's, um, if, if you're into your cathedrals as well, then you should listen on ahead. All the big cathedral fans out there, we know you're listening in for some cathedral chat. This is your week. <laughs> should, we get straight into, should we get straight into the cathedral chat? Let's get into the cathedral chat. This is eight, episode 18 of Your Fest with Lloyd Griffiths and a whole bunch of cathedrals. Let's go. God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Can you hear the shower in the background, by the way? No. No, that's going to get cut then. Um, I've, got a sh- I've got a shower going on in the background as well. God, we've got so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Griffith, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest planning committee. How are you doing today? Very well. Thanks for having me on, lads. It's all right. I think that's the first time we've been referred to as lads, probably for mm. about, yeah, yeah. Probably for about <laughs> 20 years. But, um... <laughs> oh, I get called a lad now and then. Now and then. I think people think I'm a lad of stuff that I've done in the past but the reality is like you'll be able to see um that wall in my house is just full of cathedrals um <laughs> I'm obsessed with cathedrals and fine art so I think it's I just go along with it and go yeah yeah I'm a lad yeah when in fact I'm just craving a water flow out, out. Wait, you know what, you... what, what, one of my one of my best mates uh who I go to United matches with I found this out the other day actually um 
was watching the football with him the other day and he said uh, he pulled out Cathedral Top Trumps. I was like, bloody hell, Rory. It's like, I didn't know you were... And then he's he's a proper lad's lad and he's obsessed with Cathedrals. Oh, and then he named man. his top five... He, we we're at the pub, like socially distanced that obviously, but he named his top five fucking cathedrals. And he's like, I could go on. Can you can you remember what they were? Oh no, God! Oh, if you mate, told me, mate, Tommy, I'd, I'd genuinely, I'd love to, I'd love to hang out with this bloke. This sounds like my ideal bloke, a guy that likes like an Australia in a pine glass going to see live football. Also <laughs> has his top five cathedrals. I mean, <laughs> this is like the start of a film, a film that I. <laughs> I genuinely have started writing, and then I just didn't realise that there was a person that's out there that is... I'll link you up, if, you, oh, mate, if you're ever in Manchester, yeah. I've got cathedral top trumps. I've got seven cathedral books on me, on me, on me, on me bookcase over there. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I'm definitely... Yeah, but, but I will make a trip to Manchester to see this man. <laughs> <laughs> and we will go and visit Manchester Cathedral. Visit Salford Cathedral while you're here, thank you very much as well. Uh, it's Roman Catholic, mate. Roman Catholic cathedrals, <laughs> as a rule, just aren't as good in England. I'm very sorry. I think Truro Cathedral is the only other cathedral that I've been in. Very nice oh, cathedral. Lovely. Three lovely tall spires. Uh, one of the most modern cathedrals in the UK, built late 1800s, early 1900s, but not oh. as modern as Guildford Cathedral, which was in the film The Omen. There we go. Wow. <laughs> anyway, th- just... thanks for having me on this cathedral podcast. <laughs> that was that was episode 17 of Cathedral Fest uh, <laughs> at your cathedral. I, re- I really bloody hope that the... Uh... The, the festivals in a in a cathedral there. <laughs> but, 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 do you know what? So when when going through this, because obviously I've listened to a few episodes, I've done like so much preparation for this podcast. Like I showed you, earlier. I've got three three pages of A4 notes. I've done a I've done a poster. For He's this done festival. a poster, ladies and gents. Last night, what's genuinely supposed to be doing some work for my agent last night? I was like, she's going to be annoyed. She's going to be annoyed at me that I haven't sent her this treatment. <laughs> um, but it was like proper, like university kind of like just, oh, I'll just cram it all in like, the last day. It, so I've done a poster, which I'll, I'll talk to you about in a minute. But when I was going through it, and I know that you asked questions about what kind of music you listen to and um, what kind of festivals you go to. So I am a big like gigger. I love going to gigs. Um, but I'm also a big classical music geek as well. And because I am a, a, like a, I'm not sure if you know, like a choir boy. So I still sing at places like Westminster Abbey, St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle. Like, and I still sing in little small choirs. I still listen to, so like 50% of my, my music listening is that, like 15th century Latin polyphony. You know I mean, the likes of Thomas Silence and William Bird. You're nodding like you know what's going on here, Thomas. Oh, all my favourites, all my favourites. Yeah. I think it's just, you're just being polite. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got a tattoo of Thomas Tallis on my arm. Um, I'm joking. Just go along with uh, <laughs> with Tommy having literally every band in the world on a little bit of his body. But yeah, so it was. It was. I was thinking, do I put that into this? But I thought it's just going to complicate things. I'll have to do an alternative festival um, at another point. So um, I've just gone with the modern era. What I wanted to ask you is, have you been to any sort of chorustal chorustal? I mean, that's a new word, but I like it. Chorister, <laughs> chorister music festivals. Yeah, there are. There's a there's a, there's, a, there's a few. Like, there's one called like, Three Choirs, which is based down in the southwest of England. There are like choir band camps that you get on. Like, um, so I'm from Grimsby, very working class family, very working class town, um, single parent kind of like family. And I went on an on an Eton choral course. <laughs> And if you're just wondering how out of place I looked, like the answer is like really out of place. Like it was. Oh, bless you. I got like the the 
I got, I got it free because we couldn't afford it. And then it was just me coming from Grimsby and everyone else was like just from these ridiculously um, well-established private schools and public schools. And um, yeah, it was just like, I introduced them to uh, Lynx Africa. I mean, it was not a thing that they had. Uh, but yeah, so I've been on, you know, quite a few and I've been lucky to support <laughs> the world with, with singing, like going to America, various different like English choral festivals over in, um, over in America. So, yeah, so I, do, I, do, I imagine you going up to one of them and doing the whole, you know, partridge like Java and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no one doing the voodoo in return. Are you wearing links? Well, smelt voodoo Java. <laughs> Alan Partridge, Sam Moody, nice to meet you. Oh, you might know it as Axe. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was weird. But yeah, so I've done quite, a, quite a few of them, um, like the legend. Yeah. Where's the maddest place you've? You've done something with that. Um, well, kind of everywhere, really. Like, um, maddest in what respect? Like, uh, like most, most, like mad, most debaucherous. Like... <laughs> yeah. Setting oh, the tent, well, setting the tents on fire at the last day of the festival. It, like I mean, genuinely, like none of that. And it is, it is quite nice because the world, the choral world, you know, they are big boozers, and like you'll, you'll just, you'll just go away and just get drunk. But it's never. The borch. I mean, if like someone falls off the chair, it's the highlight of the weekend. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, like, <laughs> it's that kind of level. And I'm not being disrespectful to any of my choral mates. It's just a very like my first festival, which I'll talk about in a minute, was Leeds 2002, which was the one where it went off on the Sunday night, where there was like four or five police helicopters, um, and we had to escape. Do you know what I mean? So it's not choral choral uh, weekends away aren't really the same. To be fair, well, what what's like the sort of have you played like an incredible venue I've or cathedral? Up. Yeah, so like I've been, I think, you know, I've sung in most big cathedrals in the UK. I mean, this is such a weird figure <laughs> to boast about. Yeah, I've sung at most big cathedrals, mate. Um, like Royal, <laughs> uh, Royal Abbott Hall, uh, sung at like St. Paul's Cathedral. I sing regularly at, say, like St. George's Chapel, Windsor Castle, which is like where the Queen goes to. You know, listen to music and stuff. So that's where, that's where yeah. she lives, to be fair. So I mean, yeah, it's their equivalent of a HMV listening post. Basically. Exactly, yeah. Well, she's got a little, um, she's got a little booth up in the in the in the by the east end uh, of, of of the chapel, and um, you know, I don't think she used to go in there quite a lot, but I think as she's got older, she doesn't go in there as much. But yeah, you know, and you'll know if she's in because the sniffer dogs are knocking about and stuff like that. So you think, okay, fair enough. But I mean, I've never, never seen her up there. But yeah, so just, just like, mate, just big, big contours. And, you know, I used to be, I used to be a soloist, like a, a, a proper classical soloist. And, you know, I've performed at like Norwich Cathedral in front of like 1200 people, me singing Handel's Messiah. And it was like one of the greatest nights of my life. And then I got into comedy and then just it changed. And then you're doing the O2 and Wembley and it's just like going, I think I'm the only person to have played Wembley Arena and Norwich Cathedral. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm sure some will... I, I, I played, um, I went, so I went to a Catholic school, so I played in the Shrewsbury Cathedral as a, so I was, I was a choir boy and then my voice broke and obviously as you can hear, yeah, it doesn't really, don't really play anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I played, uh, <laughs> I played a, uh, Fucking hell, what's his name? So you've got Fe in Oliver, you've got Fagan, uh, Artful Dodger, that oh, was good, it. Yeah. So I performed uh, Pick a Pocket All Two with uh, just me and an old bloke uh, <laughs> in, uh, in the cathedral. Shrewsbury cathedral. In Shrewsbury. 
this, yeah, and I can't. Was this an organised thing, or was it? No, it was. <laughs> it was. And I, the thing is, I remember the performance, and but I don't remember. This sounds so weird now, saying out loud. I don't remember when and where we trained, like when and where we practiced, me and this folk. I can't remember if it was in school, on lunch breaks or after school. Maybe I've erased it from my memory. Yeah. I remember him to be, a, yeah, I remember him to be a lovely man. I remember enjoying the performance. But, uh, yeah, why? This is uh, group therapy. This, uh, is this happens to be ninja therapy, yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm just saying I've performed in a cathedral. That's what I was trying to say. We're all, we're all trying to impress each other here, aren't we, Joey? I've still got a bigger cathedral oh. than you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, we must... Uh, uh, Lloyd, Lloyd is well. Yeah, Lloyd is wearing an Idols T-shirt, so he's not just uh, not just uh, he's pretty cool as well. Not since the whole cathedral scene. I I, I I buy quite a bit of band merch actually. Um, when I go either go to gigs or I like follow quite a few bands on Instagram, and when they put like a cool shirt up, T-shirt up, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll I'll have a bit of that, please. I um I bought what did I buy the other day? I bought um a Yard Act T-shirt. Um, do you know Yard Act? Like, I only really got two songs on Spotify, but they've been played quite a lot on Six Music. Um, Steve Lamacco, they're playing them first. And they've got a song called Fixer Upper, which I would highly recommend you get on as soon as this is finished. It's really funny. It's really, really funny. They're from Leeds. Um, they sound a little bit like Liam Williams, you know, the, the comedian Liam Williams, yeah. as everyone does if they're from Leeds. Um but yeah, it's really, it's a really, really funny uh, song. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I bought a Yarn Act uh, t-shirt the other day. Um, I've got this. I've got a couple of Blossoms bits, DMAs, all bands that are going to make a mention in, in, in this festival at some point. But, um, Wicked. Well, do you know, Johnny, I was thinking, I, I have kind of hinted, I did make you retweet with your 60,000 followers. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, aren't you? This uh, is Tommy getting my... a plug in for his band. So. Well, no, I just I just want us to interview. Uh, I don't know, say my brother because he's in the band. Uh, <laughs> so my my band, my old band, are releasing an album of unreleased tracks. So there you go. There's a plug for Church Party. And then what you've out. just done as well, you've just put Church Party in the background as well. I presume. Exactly. There mate. you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like now I'm being can... used as bait now. <laughs> None of these are my choices, guys. What's going on? Should we go back, go back well, to Leeds in 2002 then? What was that? Yeah. Like the first festival you went to? What was? Did you yeah, enjoy first it? Fest- 
Yes and no. Like the first, so, so Leeds um, 2002, I actually I downloaded the poster yesterday because I remember like the majority of the acts. So this was Leeds 2002. It, it was, and it was, it was, we had to, I remember even the booking procedure. I had to go to Grimsby Central Library to go on the mm. internet because we didn't have the internet at home <laughs> to then try and book these tickets. That's like how insane it was. Like I'm looking at the poster now. Yeah. Like, it still got the phone numbers on to call up for tickets. That's how old it Amazing. was. Amazing. It's, it's, yeah, it was ridiculous. So um, th- this this was Leeds 2002. Guns and Roses, Prodigy, The Offspring, Slipknot, Incubus, No Effects, Puddle of Mud, The Strokes, Pulp, Jane's Addiction, Weezer, White Stripes, Dandy Warhols, Mercury Revs, Foo Fighters, Muse, Ash, Sum 41, Hives, A, Lesson Jake, Andrew, WK. That's just the main stages. Oh, you, go to like, you go to like the dance stage... The streets, just the streets. Into the, just the streets. Just the streets. After they've released the original pirate material. After, like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I think it would have been like the OGs, the streets OGs. It's like, I'm, I'm, we couldn't get into. I remember we couldn't, we couldn't get into the into the tent there. Uh, the polyphonic spree, Aphex Twin. Wow. Um, Fuck you know. So spiritualized feeder. Um, all spiritualized. I've been I've been listening to them all week. Actually, weirdly, someone enough. played them. Was it Charles Peterson played them the other week, or someone? I I, I didn't I recognised the song, but I didn't know. It, so I um, there's an app called Have you heard of Shazam? Yes, yeah. yeah. Cool, got my ad in. Um, and <laughs> basically, I Shazammed it, and I was like, Oh right, okay, yeah. So I listened to a little bit of um, um, spiritualized today. Uh, it, it was Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, feed oh, uh, the bell rays uh, the cooper temple claws with the haircuts wow. the worst haircuts in in early 2000s indie the cooper temple Who? claws cooper temple claws yeah um but yeah i just remember it being like it was great and it was because um, we were like we, we used to go to this nightclub in grimsby called gulliver's which was just like it was like deemed as like the goth um the grebo kind of like nightclub um if you were like a grebo or a townie in Grimsby, mm. and I was kind of like I kind of I straddled both really. Yeah, um, I had cargo pants, but also jeans and shoes. Do you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> it's like you in the it's like you in the indie world and the uh, oh, choir world. Like it, it, again, it was ex- it is exactly that. My whole life has just been me just trying to you're be really, loved, just just be just be loved by one group of people. That is all it is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Hi guys, love me. When you were in cargo <laughs> pants last night, moshing. Fuck off, I love you. Um, so I remember like. At the time, like I think, so we were a fan of the Strokes, and like last night was like a big song. It used to always come on in Gulliver's, and that was our big thing. Like, oh, we're going to go and see the Strokes on the Saturday night. I remember, like, we got the train, and we got to Leeds, and then we walked to, walked around Leeds, and we decided to go to a second-hand shop. It was just around the corner from um, the Hi-Fi Club in Leeds, and we decided to buy second-hand clothes, like suits and shirts, and decided to try and look cool. But in fact, we turned up and we just looked like the biggest dicks in the world, like wearing like an old man's brown suit. <laughs> it was just, it was just odd. How I remember, I remember like on, on the Sunday, we, we burnt the clothes. Obviously, there's, you know, I'm listening to Reese James's uh, podcast and obviously there's a bit, there's the weird burning ritual that leads in Reading. Which yeah, is so Lord of the Flies shit. Yeah. It's so weird. So we basically, yeah, we, we, we turned up in these like secondhand clothes thinking we look really cool. And we just looked like even, like a really shit version in between us. Like, and that's who we, my mates who I went with, like it was like ultimate in between us territory. Um, so we weren't cool. We weren't 
the worst people in the world. It was just like, meh. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, what was the weather like as well in your in your suits? Absolutely, uh, fine. a little bit, little bit boggy, but like not too bad. I just remember okay. so much detail about the festival. I've got a really, really bad memory, which being a comedian isn't very good. Do you know what I mean, you've really got to have a good memory. But I remember quite a lot about this festival because it's like the first festival. I remember borrowing like the football team that I used to be the second choice goalkeeper. I remember buying, borrowing their kit bag for the weekend. The inter intersport massive. It was an old hockey bag. I remember borrowing <laughs> that bag. Um, I remember so we did this weird thing. Basically, we decided to go there. I'd say there was seven or eight of us. We decided to see who can go the longest without having a poo. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we all put five pounds in, in the pot. Like, we're 19 years old at this age. 18 yeah. years old, 19, 19 yeah, turns yeah. yeah, 19, and um, I, we, I just finished college and stuff, and um, we decided to, Mary Ash was like, why don't we decide, why don't we try and figure out who, who can go for the longest without having a poo? And I was like, well, yeah, that seems like a good plan. Yeah, so we all put a five pound into this. this Don't even question it. Into the back of this bum bag, into the back of, like, I think, Ashley's bum bag. And we're like, okay, cool. And then, like, when you go to festivals, the first time I've been to, like, a proper festival, there weren't really any big festivals in, in, in and around the Grimsby area in the uh, late 90s. And I, I just remember there being a Patax Curry bus, like a Patax Curry bus <laughs> in Leeds in 2002. I just remember eating there morning, noon, and night. So, I mean, which, considering I was in the no poo challenge, was not the best thing for me to have done. Anyway, they all started falling like flies, and it got through to the it got down to the last night. And I'm gonna I'll do a little flashback to the last night in a minute. The last night, remember we 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 had to escape from Leeds Festival. Um, anyway, we escaped and got to the train station, and Ash was like, "Right, it was just me versus Ash for this like thirty quid, forty quid of the, for the no poo challenge." And it was winner takes all. There's no place for number two. <laughs> well, quite funny, quite funny joke. There. Well done, anyway, so I was like, Ash was like, right, do, do you need a toilet? I was like, if I'm honest, mate, I could go for another day. I think I'm all right. Ash was like, right, I think I'm going to shit myself. So I'm, I'm going to go to the toilet now. I was like, okay, mate, yeah, no worries. He went to the toilet. I took the money, was victorious. He came out about 10 minutes later, looking like better than he did 20 minutes before. And then I went to go into the toilet at Leeds train station, and this woman was like, "Oh no, sorry, we need to clean. The, we need to close this toilet for cleaning." I was like, "I need to go to the toilet now." She's like, "No, no, you can't. You have to wait like twenty oh. minutes." And I never thought I was so close to shitting myself as I had been on the concourse of Leeds train station <laughs> on August. What year? What day was it? August of whatever it was, two thousand and two. Honestly, August the twenty fifth. Uh, 2000, uh, 2002, and then I won. I won. Luckily, she came out like 15 minutes later. But you know when um, you, you're like going, "Oh, I'm going to go to the toilet," so your body kind of goes, "Oh, I'm going to go to the toilet." So that was yeah, like, you read you ready yourself for that it. That was like the worst half an hour of my life. But yeah, it was weird. Please, 2002, we went and we're all kind of like wet behind the ears, all quite naive, like very much like mummy and daddy boys, and um, it just kicked off. Like the toilets yeah. were being set alight, to tents were being set alight, to. So we all just like, on the Sunday night. On the Sunday or... night, yeah. It just yeah, really, yeah. Guns and Roses had played and it really kicked off. There were like four or five police helicopters over, like with spotlights, whilst police were running around and stuff. And they basically tried to lock everyone in. They didn't want people escaping Leeds. But we Fucking were like, hell. we were like, like LA riot shit. It, we were like, we need to get out. We need to, we need to really get out of it. So I mean, we packed up all our stuff and then we were, I had like the Intersport bag on my back and I remember having like, <laughs> 
the tent on my arm like that. So I just almost felt like I was in the army, like with this big back arm, big backpack arm with like, I'm not sure if it's like, that, like a chair or a tent, but it was like a, you know, something in my arm. And then yeah. I just remember. Like so, Terminator. Yeah. I would make Sonny be like, God, it's like we're in Kosovo because Kosovo was the war, <laughs> the war at the time. The, the war. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, it does a little bit, doesn't it? When in fact we were just escaping burning shit. And, but yeah, it, it just really turned feral. Um, but, How did you get out? Did, did you have to like cut any wires or no, anything? We, we got to like an, an exit bit, and there was like a security guard. He's like, "I lads, you're not allowed to leave." We're like, "We're leaving." He's like, "You're not allowed to leave. Like, police are going to come and they're going to interview people." I was like, "It's like thirty thousand people here. They're not going to interview everyone." I was like, "Look, we're really scared. We're leaving." I was like, "And you can try and stop it. We're, we're, we're literally just we're just going to walk through it." Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough, the lads. <laughs> and then we just walked down. <laughs> got a taxi to the train station. And then, uh, yeah, I nearly shat myself. But um, that festival, it was great. I remember I remember a fair bit of the music. But the thing that stood out for me was actually, I didn't realise there was a comedy tent there. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into comedy. I was, I, I was really, as in, I didn't go to much comedy. Like, again, in Grimsby, there wasn't yeah. much of a flourishing comedy scene. Um. I, we walked into the comedy tent. I remember watching like half an hour of Sean Locke and it was brilliant. And oh, wow. that was kind right. of, again, like one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I kind of uh, got into comedy because he was, he was there and it, I was like, this guy's, how's this guy making all these people laugh? It's, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I remember, I remember kind of like always thinking back to that. I remember one of his like jokes, the whole crowd just lost it. I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Do you remember the joke? Uh, no. No, I can't no. remember it, but I just remember the reaction. You're pissed, the, I imagine. Yeah, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, of course. I was yeah. I had, a, I had a beer. I was 19 years old. I had a beer and um, two Patak's curries. He was ready Oh, my him. God, yeah. I was fired up, literally. <laughs> but, um, I've been back to Leeds in Reading since, and I know that yeah. it's not as a punter, just as a, <laughs> just as a performer. And I really like it. I know it's, and I Reese like poo-pooed it and was like, it's just not a great, uh, I th- you know, like, again, because of the demographic that i've got he's very kind of like qi radio 4 whereas you know i um you know soccer m and supporting jack whitehall yeah. so it's kind of like it's very yeah it's I, I always do really well and really sell out my leads and reading tour shows whatever i do leads and reading festivals so i always like doing it and they do have decent bands and i've you know then you go backstage and you've got your own cabin and you've got a rider so it's like very much uh, so far away from 2002 where you know what I mean? So you feel like a bit of a rock star. Ed, Ed, Ed Gamble loves it as well. Yeah, though, doesn't I, he? I, I genuinely love going to festivals and there's certain festivals that I'll try and get on. So I'm friends with quite a lot of bands having worked on Soccer AM. You have a lot of bands coming through through, yeah, through on the show and stuff. So I've been, been in a really fortunate position and I've made friends with quite a lot of bands. And I think last year was great. Again, like Reese, I look at when... Uh, I look at when bands are on and then I go, oh yeah, any chance I can get in the 415 <laughs> slot just so I can then go and watch DMAs and then pop off and and I'm really good friends with the band uh, Blossoms and so last year yeah. was quite nice. I was excited. They're good lads, aren't they? Really, really, honestly, some of the nicest lads you'll ever, ever meet. And I, um, met, I met them at Five Live a few times because yeah. I used to work on um, Nahal's show. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on Five Live, so yeah. But they're, they're absolutely sound and... Um, I I, uh, I love their music. I remember I had a I had a breakup in 2016, uh, July 2016, and I had to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival that August, and it was pretty dark. You know, having just had a quite a serious breakup with a girl that you know I like was thought it would be a long term thing, 
And uh, I just listened to their album, their and Gascoon's album, the two albums I kind of like, Matador and the Brilliant album. That Gascoon's album. Oh, that Gascoon's was so underrated. It's unbelievable. Incredible. Um, Incredible. But uh, the Blossoms, I used to listen halfway there, halfway back, and I used to alternate it every other day. And then, then when they came on Soccer Hammer, I was like, I just want to let you know, lads. Like, um, uh, it's, it's not really a cool thing to say on the show, but I was like, um, your album really helped me get through a breakup. Um, I used to listen to it on the way to Edinburgh Fringe, and Jimmy was like, oh, come on, lied. And the lads were like, mate, we really agree to that. And then we've, you know, become really good mates to them. Like, I'm doing... I'm Class. Like, to the point where, like, last year we were... I was side of stage at Reading Festival. Ah, sick. And on the big thing, it was, you know, that was like, you know. Were they on the main stage as well? They were on the main stage, yeah. So main stage at at Reading and Leeds and kind of like was just with them. I'd go and do my set and then just hang about with them. And then this year, in February this year, they played Stockport Plaza doing Mm. um, their new album. And um, I supported them at Stockport Plaza oh, did like fuck. 15, 20 minutes beforehand which is great and then I did backing vocals on one of their songs so um, no way it was just like uh, I was like I'm in Blossoms that's amazing <laughs> isn't it I think what we're <laughs> discovering from the from your, your your episode here and from Max Rushton's is that Soccer AM is the secret to getting on on record deals <laughs> just, just, just before we move on to your fest um, I want to ask so your your um, the the non shitting contest. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, the contest on Seinfeld. So then I got a call this morning. You know, I was uh, chosen to go on the space shuttle. We're going to Mars. Uh huh. Have a good time. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out of the contest. You're out? Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, that was fast. Well, it was that woman across the street. You know, you better be careful, buddy. She's going to get you next. And uh, and then it comes out on the very last episode that George, because that's about not uh, not yeah. masturbating for an amount of time, and then comes out on the very last episode that George, when they all think they're going to die, and George had actually cheated when he said he won. Did you cheat or did no, you take a modium? Pro- no, 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 mate. I didn't even know what a modium was at that that point. I don't think I've taken any medication in my whole entire life. Um, I think I used to take Pro Plus when I used to look at pizza, and I just I was doing double shifts, and I'd been out the night before. But um, yeah, no, I didn't. It was genuine, just a natural plug. Okay, um, fine. Talking about fine. Shit cheating and uh, the sign for thing. I saw a sign, uh, uh, an advert for a co-working space. And I did a tweet about it, and it didn't really go very well. But I'm still going to do it on a on a podcast. It just said the co-working space, like, let us be your new normal. I was like, that just sounds a bit weird. Whereas any co-working space should be like, 
come and work here. It'll stop you wanking 12 times a day. Like that should <laughs> that should be any co-working spaces slogan. Do you know what I mean? We will stop you slowly whittling yourself. That's just reminded me of the big train thing where the, um, the, the guy was wanking <laughs> in the office. Get used to it. Come on. How well do we work? How well do we work when we can just wank at will? Everybody's got a way of making it work. There's a good system. It's working for us. You, you know, please don't stop it. I became part of this team, not because of the pay and not because of the pension, but because, frankly, the wanking was great. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was exciting to be but part of it. you knew what the policy was, so... Yeah, yeah and, 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 you know, and the policy, maybe, maybe, I'm afraid, the policy... Maybe in France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we do, it's just you can't do that exclusively. I want that stopped. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to stop this. Yeah, yeah. Big complaints. Um, but just, just quick. So I've been to a lot of festivals like uh, since, um, and I went to Glastonbury in 2010. That was like a bit of, like opened my eyes. I couldn't believe it. Gorillas were headlining. They replaced O2. Uh, O2, U2. Um, <laughs> U2, yeah. Uh, Florence the Machine. Mike Snow. I remember him like um, having an amazing set. I was just into like Mike Snow, Jamie Woon. And James uh, James Blake uh, for like a, about three or four years, where like a really kind Jamie of... Woon. Wow, I forgot about Jamie Woon. I, think he I played, love James I think he Blake, played so. the Park stage, and he, I, I went to see Jamie Woon there. Jamie Woon was in the night air. He's great. Yeah, oh, absolutely unbelievable. Uh, um, Stevie Wonder was at, was there, and I grew up on Northern Soul, Motown, Tamla Motown, anything like soul and funk. Like that was what my mom listened to growing up, and um, so we saw Stevie Wonder. The year before in 2009 at the O2, and he was really good. But when I saw him at Glastonbury, it was just so much better. He'd like let his hair down. Um, it was just more, I don't know, free and loose. And it was one of the, one of the best performances I've ever seen. And obviously, there were so many hits that he's, he's done. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then you two, uh, Coldplay, Beyonce headlined the year after. And I went to, see, I went to Glastonbury the year after that. Um, but yeah. A lot of people talk about that. A lot of people who've come on this talk about that Beyonce set, the year, um, that, uh, 2011. Yeah, being unbelievable. We were, uh, we went. There was like I think like twenty of us, and there was like ten girls, ten boys, and uh, we were like, yeah, we'll go along. It'll be fun. And it was honestly one of the best live performances I've, I've ever seen. And that was Coldplay were on as well. Coldplay, regardless of who, what you think about their music, I genuinely am a big Coldplay fan. Um, Same. But, yeah. um, they 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 put on a, a production. Muse, Coldplay, Beyonce. They're just like big. Even Gorillaz put on a you know a bit a big show. But but the Beyonce thing, like at the start, we're like, okay, cool, all right. And then a song, in, we're like, oh, all right. And then like second song, we're like, <laughs> we're like yeah, go girls. <laughs> like apologising to the women for anything that we've ever done. And you know, we're like, it was. And she brought out tricky, and it all went off. Yeah, <laughs> he'd played the night the day before, and like. He'd, like Tricky was already there, weren't he? Was there a- Fuck knows, that was so weird. Um, um, also, Gorillaz had Snoop, Snoop Dogg came on, didn't he, and did Plastic Beach? Well, I can't Gorillaz. remember. Oh, no, can I remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, did he? I can't remember. No. No, I. the year I got... I kind of overcooked it one year. 2011 really overcooked it. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, like, really, really overcooked it. Oh, yeah. Um, I basically lost my mates um, whilst, whilst you two were on, on the Friday night. And so I was on my own with eight pints of um, cider and like in the in the holder. Yeah, thing. in the holder and you know, other stuff. And I was just on my own 
<laughs> for an hour and a half watching you two getting fucking shit faced we- like on my own watching you two weeing into a cop like pouring it to the side kind of making friends but not really knowing what my own name was so I couldn't really t- introduce myself absolutely out of my tree and then you two finished and then I started walking away and it turns out my mates were like five people away I was like oh for fuck's sake but the next day was an absolute write-off me and my mate were not in a very good way we had a portable toilet in the tent and gent here mate Bernie fell into a bag of his own shit which was like one of the funniest oh. things I know there's a lot of poo based um, references here and I do apologise um, it always ends up happening mate don't and worry and then I was just not feeling very good at all went to I missed a lot of Saturday at Glastonbury 2011 went to the main stage to get ready for Beyonce and Elbow Run. Now, I'd never really... I'd, I'd heard of Elbow, and I knew that they were a big, like, six-music phenomenon and that they'd been around for years and they won the Mercury Music Prize and, you know, it's a long time coming. I wasn't really aware of their stuff. Anyway, Guy Garvey fixed me. In that moment there, like, I wasn't in a good place. And Guy Garvey came out. I, I watched the whole of his set, and I was like, who is that? Like, it's Guy Garvey, lead singer of Elbow. I was like... I wanted to be my dad. I wanted to be my <laughs> best mate. I wanted to be my lover. Like, and those songs were great. And then since then, like, you know, whilst it was an amazing 2011, I didn't think it'd be the music of Elbow. That, and then I've been a massive Elbow fan since and listened to anything they'll, they'll throw out. So, um, yeah, it is. Um, so I've been to quite a few festivals since. Festival 2011 was a big one. Again, got quite pissed with my mate Paul McCaffrey. I went with him, who you should get on the podcast. Like, really brilliant guy. Uh, our tent genuinely blew away that year, and we had to um, <laughs> we had to get the five AM ferry back from Isle of Wight. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's that's it. That's that's kind of where I'm at um, with with Amazing. various festivals. Yeah, we've got a lot of festival experience um, to work with here. So should we start with uh, the name and location of your festival? Whilst I've enjoyed going to festivals in the middle of nowhere, I do enjoy a day festival or a festival that is in a city. I just think as I've got a little bit older. Well, actually, as you get older, not a little bit. As you get older, um, I do. Like, I went to Malahide Castle last year in Dublin, and as, as far as day festivals go, it was absolutely in, it was just one stage. And this is what my this is just one stage. Um, so the Malahide, uh, it was Inhaler um, first on DMAs, Blossoms, Doves, Noel Gallagher. I mean, that is an absolute incredible day festival as it is. So, and it means you can go and stay in your hotel. I went to the Humber Street Sesh. Um, in Hull last year as well and then actually that evening went to see Liam Gallagher at um, Hull City Hall but the fact that you can go and see a gig in a de- in like in a, in a you know in a city and then have a hotel I just camping's great it's just not for me I like an ensuite I'm bougie I yeah. don't give a shit about it so it's going to be in a, in a, in a town centre this is purely just because I'm obsessed with the town of Grimsby where I'm from it's going to be in Grimsby nice it's going to be at Blundell Park Stadium Okay, home so of you home of football um, in North East Lincolnshire. Um, actually, not in Grimsby, it's in Cleethorpes as well, which is used to be a quiz, a football quiz question. What's the only team in the English Football League who play all their home games away? And he's like, oh, it's because they play <laughs> four streets down the road in Cleethorpes. Um, I went to last year, um, annoyingly, I couldn't see Beautiful South. I'm a massive Beautiful South fan. They played oh. at Park in Stockport on the Friday night. Blossoms played on the Saturday. I went and saw Blossoms at Edgley Park. And I just think a stadium gig is a good gig to go to. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you've got toilets there. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to smell a shit. There's food, there's concessions. But more importantly, there's a gig in great surroundings. Uh, people can sit down if they want, but essentially you've got 
and also I think you know having spoken to a number of bands like they're going look you know stadium gigs are amazing because it's there do you know what I mean that you just see this sea of people it's full like if you think back to like Freddie Mercury playing Wembley uh, Wembley Stadium oh. that like that is just such an iconic image and bands are like that's like the dream isn't it really just have like I like, watch it like, every every Saturday night <clears throat> excuse me if I've got mates around like oh. afters after a night out we, if you've got mates just... round I was like every, every Saturday night oh if you've got mates <laughs> round yeah Sorry. Well, yeah. Every, every pissed up night, yeah. like that, always comes on that. That. But also, it's going to say like, no, uh, <laughs> Leo. Um, but we, uh, no. But I, I think most of the, loads of the best gigs I've been to have been because I, I live in Old Trafford, literally five minute walk from the cricket ground, and probably you know four or five of my top ten gigs have been at the Old Trafford yeah. cricket ground. Like, I've seen uh, Radiohead there, Liam Gallagher, Arctic Monkeys, yeah. so many gigs there, and. Yeah, like you're saying, this is a big thing about festivals and gigs. The toilet situation just like, yeah. like so much. It just better. makes your enjoyment of the whole thing so much better. Do you know what I mean? And if you're enjoying yeah. it, you're enjoying the gig more. And I mean, and then they give you more energy from the, you know. So, so yeah, it's going to be at uh, Blunder Park Stadium, Grimsby. Um, what do you need to know the name of the festival? Yes, yes please. please. I've just gone with the postcode of of Blunder Park, so it's um, I'll. It's uh, DN35. Nice. So the festival's called DN35. I know there's probably a few other festivals that have got postcodes in their like um, name, but I didn't really search it because I didn't want to be upset that it didn't really exist. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's called the DN35 uh, Festival. Yeah, um, the, oh. the, um, the, the city, city, it's not a city. I grew up in Preston, has a... Uh, a nightclub called PR1, which is the postcode, and it's one of the worst nightclubs that I've ever been to. So, I'm going to Preston next Wednesday to, oh no, yeah, next Wednesday to see Andy Lonergan. Oh yeah, the goalkeeper. And then that night, I'm seeing Blossoms to do some stuff with them. So that's my Preston story, Preston. and also nice. dropping in that I'm friends with the brand Blossoms. <laughs> Once again, you, you haven't mentioned that. Lord. I will be mentioning it throughout the whole of this podcast, lads. Up to you if you want to read it out. I'd rather you didn't. Two of the most, <laughs> two of the most notable things about Preston: it was the first uh, piece of motorway in the UK, and it has one of the largest bus stations in the world, which are two of the things that make it easier to leave the city of Preston. Has it not also got the Mormon Church there as well? That's in Chorley. Okay, um, sorry about that. <laughs> Apologies to the people of Chorley. The northern, um, no, the northern Mormon Church. There's one yeah, somewhere in the south as well. Uh, it's East Grinstead. Uh, is it East Grinstead? I can't remember. Anyway. Let's stop talking about churches, lads. Shout out to the Mormons. <laughs> Mormon anyway, we need the days of the week for uh, DN35 Festival. I'm just going to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and it, it, I did think about this. And again, having listened to a few episodes of yours, it's like, don't, if it if ain't broke, don't fix it. And it just works, doesn't it? And I think the mentality of, of someone, you'll just get a bit more loose. So I've, I've tiered it. So the Friday night, the, the, the band kind of gets you in the mood for the weekend. Saturday is absolute carnage. Sunday's very mellow, chilled vibe. Um, so that's kind of where I've, that's, it kind of goes like that. So that's, that's that. I'm just going to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Good. No, no fucking about. I no like fucking it. About. Gotta start with, cool. start us talking for your Friday headliner. Okay, so it's joint headliner. I'm not sure if that's allowed, but I just think these two um, artists complement each other and it just makes sense. So 
One of the best live gigs I've ever been to was a couple of years ago, 2018, uh, to be precise, November. Um, we had five tickets, but my girlfriend broke up with a month before, so we just went with four people. Um, uh, I went to see Sheik and Nile Rogers at the O2. Yes. And for two hours, the whole whole of the O2 were on their feet. I kept looking around to see if anyone was sat down. Genuinely, like going, it was just an absolute dance of heart. Like Nile Rodgers has obviously written so many amazing songs, and it's it was just so. I just came out of that thinking, I love going to gigs where it's like you're shouting along but you know dark fruits twittery and i love that but just to go to a gig where it just made you feel so amazing and you knew the words to every song and you knew the melody to every song that was played um it was just yeah so chic um and he's teaming up with um stevie wonder yes friday night it's chic anna rogers with stevie wonder Imagine how many they could. They, do you know what? They can choose whatever songs they want to choose. Like, because there's going to be no bad choices. There's going to be absolutely no bad choices whatsoever. And again, like Stevie Wonder at Glastonbury was one of the best things I've ever, ever seen. So it was, um, yeah, just that, 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 that mix of those two artists. So many hits. It'll get everybody in the zone for the weekend. It's like the, you know, he's you, go on, sorry, Johnny. The intro to Sir Duke is like just wants to make you get up and oh my god, dance. I reckon you could even use that if, if you were to, yeah, you could, you could literally just play that anywhere and people would just stand up. Like it could be like, this could be your Pavlov dog. Do you know what I mean? Like Stevie Sir Duke is like, it will just get people standing up 
and salivating. I saw, um, I saw she, you know, you're talking about uh, Malahide Castle before. I saw them uh, two years ago. So we went to see Liam Gallagher at uh, Malahide. And then the next night, Sheik were playing. And but the, but the Sheik night was, oh my God. And you just, you stood there and you know, you realize you know every single song because you just think of Sheik and Al Rogers stuff. And then he'll just bring out Let's Dance yeah. by David Bowie, which, which you, you forgot that he wrote. Wrote! It's oh, like, right. but that's the thing. So like, Let's mental. Dance is one of my favorite Bowie, Bowie songs. Um, so um, yeah, the fact that he can then just go, oh, I'm actually, I can, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to play this. He's not doing covers. Do you know what I mean? He's not. This is Radio One's yeah. Live Lounge. He is absolutely bona fide allowed to play any of those tracks. So it's um, yeah, and he, also he does weddings as well, which I love about <laughs> Sheik. Like so, really? my, yeah, my uh, uh, girlfriend, she basically he played at her cousin's wedding. Um, what? So I think if you've got enough money he'll play it yeah. she's got a selfie she's got a selfie of him in a, on stage with Nile Rogers I'm like okay cool right. I mean I, I, lots of people have got selfies of on stage Nile Rogers that is his thing he gets people on stage you know yeah, yeah. you know but um I was like oh okay fair enough did he have to audition did he have to that? audition That's, I don't think so wedding, wedding band I don't think I, I don't think he sent a demo tape no <laughs> I'm just gonna get the band Blossoms to play at my wedding I'm uh, <laughs> just friends with them so don't worry about it <laughs> I would you have them play? Brothers. Would you have go not blossoms? Although you can have blossoms play Thank get you. lucky, but would you have Nile Rogers play get lucky as well? The sound of the summer. Yeah, absolutely. It's the sound of the summer. Oh, God, I forgot. I, I forgot he did that as well. Bloody hell! It's hit after hit after hit, isn't it? I bet there's some songs that he just doesn't mention that he wrote. Do you know what I mean, <laughs> probably forgotten he wrote some songs. I reckon he, he, he might have written Saturday Night by Woodfield and just, just go, nah, I'm not going to lay claim to that. <laughs> Leave that but one off my CV. Got enough bangers, thank you. I'm pretty sure he wrote my album that I'm releasing next week. You're releasing an album really? next week, Tommy? You are, well, hey, fuck off. I've, I've mentioned it twice. Church twice. party. Church party, thank you. A lot you. of church thank mentions you, on this podcast. It's so weird. Little there weird. is. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I imagine it's uh, something from a Catholic school. Imagine it's something you wouldn't want to do: play off Sheik and Nile Rogers and Steve Wonder against each other. But as you've seen both live, which would which would you say was the the better experience? Sheik, Sheik and yeah. Nile Rogers, and then the drummer does, followed does... me. The drummer followed me on Twitter and Instagram afterwards. <laughs> One of the best drummers I've ever seen. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Ralph Roll is called. Oh my god. He was emceeing Sheik versus uh, Sheik versus Nile Rogers. I mean, I've just turned that into an MMA fight now, haven't I? Um, he was emceeing <laughs> a gig for eighteen thousand people with a microphone, rough roll, whilst drumming for about 15, 20 minutes, and it was so funny. And so I was like, going, <laughs> most comedians would struggle to emcee a gig at the O2. Anyway, not me. I've done it three times. No big deal, that. And he was just there, just drumming away during songs. Chatting, and I was like, "This man is an absolute animal." And I, I just followed him straight away. I, on, I was like, I, "I was just 
No, Brad, I just couldn't believe it. So Ralph Roll. And you got the follow back. I got the follow back within about five minutes and messaged me. He was like, thanks so much. He's probably, so play, he's probably MCing while he was checking his Instagram. He was, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's on, his, on his iPod. On his oh, iPod. God, grand that. iPad. Do you know what I mean? Just like swiping through. I'm going to tell you a Twitter story in a minute, which relates to one of the headliners for this for this um, thing. So but I'll, we'll crack on. Well, should we go on to the Saturday then? Yeah, I mean, Sat- one of now Roger's secret hits, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturday night, um, it's the main event. Um, Oasis are playing DN35 yes. at Bumble Park on Saturday night. It's a cliche, but I grew up listening to Oasis. And um, not only is it amazing that the brothers will be back together and reunited for the first... And this will be the first time they've got back as well. I have to stipulate this in this festival. This is the first time that Oasis have got back. Okay, they're getting back together for DN35. So what I'm trying to say is, crucially, this is about me more than Oasis. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, Oasis Mm -hmm. have got back together up there. But it's like... I. Imagine being the person responsible for getting Oasis back together. You would never have to buy a pint of dark fruits in your whole entire life. I mean, that <laughs> is, you can walk into any pub in any town in England and you are like, no one will remember Alan McGee anymore. He'll be a distant memory. I mean, no one cares that he found them. It'll be Lloyd Griffith that reunited the brothers and put this, you know, and this is really, I dream about, I dream about put like bringing them together. I have fantasies about, I'm, again, looking, I've met Noel quite a few times and kind of got quite, quite pally with him. I'm friends with his daughter and stuff. And at Malahide. Ooh, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's, you know, he's got to, a, I wouldn't say pally, but Noel knows who I am and we have chats and stuff. And there was a ridiculous. That is cool. Was, I'm only jealous. There was I'm a ridiculous jealous. situation where, um, like, on the way back from Malahide, we're actually on the same flight. He obviously had, had the whole of business and I was literally at the back in the middle. Um, but yeah, he was like, Lloyd, as I was walking on, Lloyd. And then like, hi, mate, how you doing? And then just had like a 10 minute chat to the point where the air host was like, I'm really sorry, um, I can't say you to... I was like, yeah, no worries, I'll see you later. And then everyone just was like, who's this fat bloke and why does Noel know who he is? <laughs> and then like, I just dream of seeing Liam and just like, just convincing them both to get back together. Um, like, uh, what's, the, what's the story Morning Glory was like the album of my youth. I remember getting, yeah. I remember getting a Pioneer CD player from Argos for my birthday, getting What's the Story Morning Glory and just essentially wearing that CD thin to the point where like, you just know... It was the first album where I knew exactly what song was coming next. Do you know what I mean? So you get to the end of a song. I think that is the true statement of an album. A bit like Street's original Pirate Material. You know, it's, I listened to that in full the other week on the way to gigging Shrewsbury. Not the cathedral. I genuinely played the, ah. I genuinely played the castle the other week. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to trump you on like bigger well, buildings. I'm from, no, I'm from, I'm from Shrewsbury. Oh, so. yeah. I, I, yeah, stayed, yeah. At, I stayed at the, um, uh, the Lion and Pheasant. Line of pheasant. Yeah, uh, had, yeah, a, yeah had a couple yeah, yeah. of drinks in Grain Store, just uh, yeah. two doors down the road. Um, and I ate in Love, the beautiful town. Yeah, beautiful I, town. I had uh, five Patax curries um, <laughs> throughout the whole weekend. <laughs> yeah, but, didn't um, go to the toilet once. 
Didn't yeah. go to the toilet once. What's Story Morning Glory? It was the first album that I remember, like, literally, end of a song, I knew exactly, like, one second, there's my girlfriend. <laughs> She's back with her apples. Hey. What, what kind of apples are they? Don't know. Uh, it's going to be a surprise. Personally, I'm into pink ladies. Um, I've been eating quite a few of them on the road. So, um, yeah, it just Oasis was a big part of my life. I've seen them quite a few times growing up. I had a, I had a nose operation in 2002 or 2001. And then we went to go and see them at Cardiff Millennium Stadium. And I, all my mates were like moshing away and I had to like sit, sit on a seat on my own because I had like a nose oh. bandage on and I couldn't get involved. <laughs> Absolute nerd fest. Um, but yeah, and then I've, you know, like I've seen Noel quite a few times. Noel came on Soccer AM a few times. Oh my God, the buzz- that might be the plumber now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's carry on. So, uh, I- is, is oh, it all okay with the with the boiler man? He's probably going to come back in a minute, but I mean, you know, it'll just be a fun episode, won't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm keen. I'm not editing much out of it. <laughs> the one with the plumber. Um, so yeah, I just think that Oasis, the big stuff. You no, know, people will want to get tickets to this. It'll just be absolutely amazing, and you know, it'd just be good to get the boys back together, really, won't it? Do you think there's ever a world where a reunion would happen? Yeah, 100. percent Good. I think be, so. Would it be money or forgiveness? Forgiveness. Well, the, the, I hear rumours the old time that people have fronted money up and gone, we'll give you X amount of money to basically play Glastonbury 50-year. You know, I hear the stories of time and I never ask um, people in the know, but I just think that there's, there's, a, there's a fair few people that I know that know of them and I, I think it is a is they just need to bury a bit of bad blood first. Well, well did you watch did you watch the Morning Glory uh no, the I YouTube thing? No, I it, yeah. Well there's there's a really uh there's a really sweet bit. And to be fair, I know Noel would never as much as they have their, you know, Liam can be a dick on they have all their silly Twitter stuff, but uh obviously on Supersonic Noel praises what Liam can do and Liam praises what Noel can do. But considering what's happened since Supersonic even yeah. There's just a really sweet bit where Noel says, um, he's like, fucking hell, Liam sounds fucking amazing there. Yeah. Like, dead, dead enthusiastically, he, dead passionately. But, um, yeah, I, but, I, I, you, you have to believe in it, don't you, that, that, that it'll be... The first time we went was as a family. Like, we went to <laughs> we went to the Etihad and saw them as a family. So, yeah, they're, they're like, massive, massive. And, yeah. And, you know, I've never... I'm always serious on this thing, but one of my best... You know, Frank Sidebottom, mm. um, Chris Seavey, his son, Harry Seavey, is one of my best friends, and he died uh, three years ago. And his favourite... Like, all our mates were kind of cool and a bit more, like, arty and indie, and everyone s- sort of thought Oasis were lame, but me and him and my brother would always bond about Oasis, and we had, you know, had, like, Live Forever at his funeral and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, massive, it's, it's massive like, to me. It's... You do get people like, oh, it's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Going, no, I don't think it is. No, they're you know fucking I mean? amazing. Like to do what they've they're done, like, the, you know, the, the, the amount of album sales. I think, who was it? I think it must have been a Six Music thing the other day. And they were talking about, like, just the, 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 the amount of albums they sold that year. I mean, P 
people would kill for that now. And obviously, people don't buy albums now, but it was just, even the streams. And it was like it was their second. It was their second album as well. And it was the you know, oh God, what was it? You know, they talked about um, definitely maybe being like wanted to be rock stars. And then what's the morning? What's the story? Morning glory was they are rock stars. Like, and it just <laughs> turned so quickly their transformation from being maybe a good band to the best band in the world. Well, I think I think a big difference between a lot of those generational bands is having a lot of them have great first albums. Yeah. And I'm comparing some like 10 years later, Arctic Monkeys, yeah. is releasing those first two albums in like pretty quick succession and both being nine or 10 out of 10 yeah. albums. And I think the reason Oasis and Arctic Monkeys had such longevity is that both of them did that. They both smashed it on the first two albums. Once you do that, you've got like yeah. people will stay with you for life. Forever, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? And I still, yeah, you, you kind of go, we're, we're lucky in that we've got two brothers that are now releasing their own music in their own kind of like different ways. And I love some Liam, I love some Noel, do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it'd be nice just, you know what I mean? <laughs> were, were you always firmly team Oasis or in the Oasis blur? Oasis. Yeah. Next. <laughs> You've done two David Brents in very quick succession. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh, Oasis, yeah. Definitely maybe. Definitely maybe, yeah. No. No, no, just, definitely, just definitely definitely. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Is, uh, do you want to move on to a Sunday headliners? Everyone's wasted from the night before. Everyone's had a big Friday was pretty big, Saturday was huge. Okay. And so the Sunday headliner is, for me, nostalgic. It's, you can have people just going, do you know what? These are actually brilliant. I was questioning it, but this might be one of the best bands ever. Sunday night headliner at DN35 at Blumble Park Stadium in Grimsby. Simply Red. oh brilliant so there was two responses there Johnny you (laughs) looked angry (laughs) Tommy you looked happy (laughs) so I grew up listening to Simply Red it was something my mum my mum went to see him at Old Trafford in 96 I think Um, we've been I've been seeing like seven or eight times growing up you know like unbelievable band and they've just got hit after hit after hit do you know what I mean so this this weekend of festivals you're just getting non-stop bangers I went 2016 I think 2016 I went to see the Stars anniversary album tour so did I did you actually (laughs) there you go Um, at the MEN I saw it at at Wembley but it's like that first hour which is stuff that he wanted to play and it was like, it was fine. It was good. Then the second yeah. half, played Stars, beginning to end. And you're like, oh, God. That is another it's... album where you know exactly what the next song is. And 
I mean, I was his thinking, voice, man, his oh voice fucking blew my head off. He, he, like, I get sick for like an Oasis. I listen to a lot of sick music, and Sean Keaveney, like, obviously not a massive fan of Mick Gugnall, and he always plays for your babies um, as a little bit of a joke. And I'm like, it's the one thing that I love. Uh, I'm going, fuck, I just wish he'd. He always stops just before he gets to um, the, the, the vocal. I'm like, Sean, just play it. you're on there to promote anything I'd be like Sean Keith's doing me a favour you just give us like four or five more seconds that's something rad you've got that look again the one I hoped I had when I was alive um, <laughs> I was on the way to um, Wembley to see Simply Red with my mum and my sister it was so funny we went to we were in that obviously I was I had this, at one point I had the same promoter as Simply Red um, Stuart Galbraith from Kilimanjaro Live um, I'd done a show about how much I love Simply Red and um, Stu was there but I didn't realise who Stuart Galbraith was I then got this man up on stage and we started dancing and it was like dancing to Simply Red and I was like you seem familiar where do I know you from he was like oh we've met once before I was like when he was like about six months ago I was like what do you, what's your name he goes Stu I was like right and what do you do he goes I'm a music promoter and comedy in fact I'm your promoter. I was like, what? Because he was like the big boss. Like, he's like, yeah. And I also promote Simply Red. I was like, fuck. And like, <laughs> bit of my show that's ever happened. Like, and it was just so unplanned. And then she was so nice. Always like, look, everyone sees Simply Red. You give me a shout, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, look, he's playing Wembley. Can I go? He's like, yeah, of course. Sorted me out like VIP tickets. And um, we're, I say VIP tickets, we're like in the Heineken bar. And, it was quite funny. My sister was dressed in a, um, my sister who was five years younger than me, so at the time she must have been like late 20s, she was dressed in like a leopard skin fur jacket. And then she just looks to the right and there's like five to seven, and this is no exaggeration, I've got a photo on my phone, five to seven women in their 40s, 50s, 60s wearing pretty much exactly the same style jacket. And my sister's turning around like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I was like, this is great. On the way, on the way to that gig, on the way to that gig, I was so excited. I went to tweet, like, on my way to at Simply Red at Wembley Arena. And I couldn't put, find his handle to tweet it. Oh, that's really weird. Turns out I've been blocked by Simply Red. Not only that. <laughs> Please I've, tell us how. I've been blocked by Mick Hucknall's personal account as well. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm genuinely gutted. Massive yeah. Simply Red fan. I text you. I was like, hello, mate. Bit of a weird one. On the way to Simply Red. Just went to tweet about it, but I've been blocked. Can you find out why? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lloyd. Leave it with me. About an hour later, he goes, you should be unblocked now. I was like, okay, cool. And it, I was. I was unblocked by both the Simply Red account and also the Mick Hunter account. And it turns out that Mick had genuinely blocked me from both accounts because he thought I was taking the piss about liking Simply Red. Because I, right. I tweeted about Simply Red so many times. And I think oh, he thought I was him. being ironic, and so he kind of blocked me. But maybe that just shows how cool you are. Like he's like, oh, this cool guy is just thank you taking the piss. But the main thing of that is that lads, Mick Hucknall knows who I am. <laughs> or, <laughs> yes. He's been aware of me for like twenty-five seconds. So I was like, that, get that's, in. 
That's better than Noel Gallagher, like being or Blossoms being your mate. Yeah, it's um, it was yeah, but honest, honestly, like that, we, we were due to see Simply Red at the Hull Bonus Arena, um, this year, and obviously that's not happened. You, have you heard about the um pandemic? No, what's that? No, no, come cool. on. I haven't got time, but you will have to. <laughs> you, after this, just Google COVID-19. Right. Just make sure you sat down, all right? Okay. It's, are they a new band? Oh, are they a new band? Okay. No. Um, Sorry, how are we spelling yeah. COVID? It's C-O-V-I-D. They're not a new no. band, but let's just say they're taking the world by storm. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> um, so they're infectious. They are in, they're an infectious <laughs> band. Something like that. Old people don't like them. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I... Um, I was supposed to see him at Hull Bonus Arena, and I just, yeah, I just I, I absolutely love him. And I just think that there's so many people that are closet Simply Red fans, and if you put this on, it will Simply Red, mate. I I heard a fact. I'm not sure if it's true, but let's just go ahead with it. It's true. If you put all the collective wealth together of most Manchester bands, so you're talking your elbows, your Aces, your Stone Roses, any other ones that you want to pop in there, Simply Red's wealth eclipses all of them because of the amount of records that you sold in the 80s and 90s when people bought and sold records. He's still selling out arenas, arenas. Yeah, he sold yeah. out stadium. He sold, he sold Old Trafford Stadium, not the cricket. But he sold out Old Trafford Football Stadium. Like the man's loaded, and he's a lady. He's, he's a, a massive socialist as well, which I like about him. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, and he's a he's a, he's mates of Fergie as well. Yeah, mates and he's a red. Which, he's a red. Yeah, yeah. he's a white man um, that used to have dreadlocks. So that's a bonus point from me. Cultural appropriation, <laughs> yes, please. But but Johnny used to Johnny used to have it as well. Johnny okay, edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, can we go back to your? Can me and Lloyd interrogate you with your uh, your your anger in in your face when he announced Simply Red? It's not really anger. I just sort of clock them up in the same way that I will clock up Lighthouse Family and things like that, and perhaps MP. No. perhaps it's being unfair, but it is just very to me quite uh mum and dad would listen to it in the car and that's that's how it is for, not my mum and dad my my dad listened to uh, glory rest of which is uh, perhaps not much better um Conga, what a song. Don't mind it. Um, but yeah, they just seem like very middle of the road. Oh, very... Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's you, Lloyd's Festival. Have you, ever, have you ever stood in the middle of the road, mate? It's dangerous, it's exhilarating. I mean, you're the top of the tower. <laughs> that is what Simply Red are. What I did want to ask was, um, where do you... St- you say you went to see the Stars Tour where they played the album in full. How do yeah. you feel about... Um, gigs where someone just plays the album in full do you enjoy it or do you think you could just sit at home and listen to the album no blossoms when i um do you know the band blossoms i've heard of them no tell us about them well they they did the their new album um in full at stockport plaza the one that i supported and then was back in russell i think it's a really nice thing to do i think it's a really i think because you listen to the album but then it's like i think with certain albums, you fall in love with the album. And as you say, like there are certain ones where you know what the next song is by the ending of the, the, the previous one. And, you know, there are certain people that only like certain albums of certain people's music. So to be able to go and then see the album performed, I think it's, it's, it's quite rare, actually, because usually you get 
you know, greatest hits, bit of filler. We're going to play some new stuff. You fucking not, lads. We, <laughs> you know, you're going to play Brainstorm. Okay. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> even the Stone Roses, I was just thinking, even the Stone Roses, like, I'd love to see that album. Yeah. I saw them when they came back, but like, I mean, to see that album in full and then what else they got, I don't know, like play Fool's Gold, yeah. Ten Story um, Love Song, Love Spreads, play like the three or four other good ones. Yeah. But, but I mean, that for Stone Roses for me is about that first album. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, um, it, it's, um, it makes it less from a gig and more into kind of like, not a theatre piece, but like, you know, it's like a, it's a standalone show, isn't it? Do you know I mean, if you're doing like an album, I think it's quite nice because you, you know, if you do like, even if you did like the first album, the first half break, second album, the second, another album, a second half. It's like, it's very, it's very nice. I mean, you know, there's a beginning and end with, with a gig, you kind of, yeah, there's a set list, but it's quite spontaneous. You don't know what's going to happen. Whereas, and, you know, I'm not saying I don't like that. I do like that. But what is quite cool is then just having a guy, you know, out this bit, and you, you know, you know, it's like you're going to watch a bit of Shakespeare in a theatre, you know, how it begins and then you know how it ends. And yeah. Um, I, so you're comparing Mick Hucknall to Shakespeare then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to see uh, Andrew WK, who we got mentioned earlier as part yeah. of the Leeds 2002 lineup. I went to see him play his debut album, I Get Wet In Full. Me and my best mate went, and my best mate was like, that album's, like, just over half an hour long. Like, <laughs> he's got to play other stuff. He ended up playing, like, Freebird on a pizza-shaped guitar and, like, playing classical music on a piano and stuff, like, halfway through. And you'd rather go and see that than Mick Hucknall, you fucking oh, absolute criminal. I also, one of the best gigs I ever went to, I went to see Rancid playing Outcome the Wolves in full. Which I don't was, know who Rancid are, mate. Rancid are one of the best punk bands to have ever... <laughs> ever existed sound quite middle of the road to me mate if i'm honest <laughs> ever stood in the middle oh, of the road to... mate oh oh we need to we need to sound quite cool it's got ourselves rancid yeah that's... <laughs> do you know why simply red we're called simply red because he's ginger no oh mate come on grow up. <laughs> um it might actually be that so they were just called red oh, right. can i just actually just can I check out the plumber is that all right one second sorry one yeah, second yeah, sorry. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> How is he? Fine, just needed the isolation switch. It was just behind me, uh, me bloody driver. Yeah, me, uh, me Cobra driver, the um, SZ's extreme. Anyway, um, <laughs> Simply Red were called Red. And back in the day when promoters would put them on, like, what? Well, right, well, okay, so what's your name then? What's the band called? Like, Red. What do you mean, Red? Like, and then. It's red, okay. So they put red down, and then there was one time where he's like, "What's what's your band name?" Red, red what? He went, "No, just it's it's simply red." He went, "All right, nice one." And so 
they he put they got to the oh. gig and the poster said simply red and they're like fuck's sake then apparently we're like well actually you know what simply red is just easier to so that's why um that's what apparently why they're called it um fucking hell. Well, i thought the, that he, was the, i was just, uh, i was genuinely thinking that was just a like uh, a nicely written joke by you but no it, no it's that, a gen- genuine, genuine genuine true story i'm not even joking and like they covered some um they covered some earlier stuff like really really what are they is it the um, Valentine Brothers? They call it like the Valentine Brothers, Early Doors. Um, I'm just looking at my Shazams. Uh, money, yeah, Money Too Tight to Mention was obviously the Valentine Brothers. And, yeah. You no, know, talking about Reaganomics and stuff like that, like quiet. And then he did it, he covered it and then kept in still like, you know, all the stuff about Reaganomics and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like grandma's hands, yeah. stuff like that. It's like, oh, like some of the stuff. Like, you know, you know, you know, you're talking about him being a, a top shagger before. I didn't say um, that. At no point have yeah, I said that. You alluded to it. You no, alluded to have it. not alluded to it. I'm not going well, okay, well, to cast say, dispersions on a great man's name. Okay, that's why I say that. It's at the not end. That's why I kept out the dreadlock conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom, my uh, no, my mom always fancied him in the '90s, and I just know, like. Brilliant voice, but I just I never got it. He'll sing you into uh, bed. He'll sing you into bed, and that is why I'm a classical singer. (laughs) Very middle of the road classical singer, but not sure if you've ever been in the middle of the road. Dangerous, (laughs) dangerous, and and a stink of oil. Um, Are there any other you know honourable mentions that you wanted to add to any of the any of the? Um, So um, the bands that will also be playing, uh, Elbow. I reckon Elbow will go on before Simply Red. Yeah. Um, before she can Stevie Wonder, I'm gonna have um, Wolf Alice. DMAs. Oh, Wolf Alice, nice. Um, and then before Oasis, I'm going to have um, a band called Orphan Boy, who are from Grimsby. Um, they're sadly no longer playing anymore, but absolutely incredible band. You can be the man that reunited Orphan Boy. That's what they'll... I've been trying with. to do that for years, mate. Um, if you actually look at Orphan Boy, Black and White for You, um, very good uh, video on uh, YouTube. Two brothers meeting by a church on Grimsby. Features a little fat man in a Grimsby Town kit and yellow coat. Yes, it's me. Um, <laughs> uh, awful boy who like really, really, really. They, I, the one 
thing I regret was so many things I regret actually, to be fair. But one of the musically is um, not seeing Orphan Boy at the Spider's Web in Grimsby because <laughs> the videos of those gigs are loose. And I'm like, oh, that would have been good to have gone to there. Um, so yeah, Orphan Boy, a brilliant band. And then Blossoms will obviously. Um, I was waiting for it. Science came, my kingdom reigns below, below my salary. And the river of his soul, so if you go, I will know by the rain of my salary. Like surely you can't have you can't have picked them up so much and not have them play. Yeah, so, maybe so. maybe Blossoms featuring Lloyd Griffith. Yeah, of course it will be. I mean, and that it should it should really be an unwritten rule that that is like it's like it should oh, be Lloyd yeah. Griffith featuring Blossoms if anything. So is that is that Oasis featuring Noel Gallagher? Do you know what I mean you don't say that, do you? Do you know what I mean you know he's part of the band? Yeah, so um, you know, yeah, I'll I'll, right. I'll be there. Um, there's my poster. Oh yeah, poster, and much in the same vibe as Glastonbury when it first opened. When you got a free glass of milk, you get free fish and chips at DN35. Oh, brilliant! I mean, I've had the fish and chips in uh, Cleethorpes. That's where it is. That's Stunning. That's where that's where you get them from. Steel's Fish and Chip Shop, absolutely one of the best fish and chip shops in the world. Okay. I'd like to say, yeah, got me other add in. I'd like, I'd love to say, uh, listeners. I mean, we will put that out on uh, on Instagram and Twitter, but. Uh, that poster is really adorable. <laughs> it's really, it's really lovely. I had so much work to do last night, and I just decided <laughs> to do that instead. Doing thirty-five poster. Tommy, Tommy, where's your, where's your favourite fish and chip shop? My favourite fish and chip shop. Fuck. Um, Weatherby Whaler in York, where my family are from. I gotta give a shout. Well, well, in Weatherby. Hey, shout out like... to Umberto's in in Preston. I really, I'll go there next week when I'm there next week, mate. Um, but also my local, in case, like you know. In case, if I want to go more local, then Atlantic Atlantic uh, Fish Bar in Chilton, so, Manchester. So you're from like a, a thousand places. Like, oh, where are my family from? York. And then you're like going, oh, yeah, well, I'm actually so... from I'm actually from <laughs> Preston. Or, oh, yeah, but I'm a Man United fan. It's like, about your mind, uh, mate. Dad's, Absolute my, traveller. My, my, <laughs> my, uh, my, dad's, my dad's from like York slash York, Bradford. York. York. Yeah, my dad's from York, York slash Bradford. Is uh, my mom's from Shrewsbury, my dad's neighbour, but I've lived it. So I've lived in. I went <laughs> I to Union Sheffield. Brilliant. Fucking hell. Went to Union Sheffield. Lived in Manchester. Lived in Old Trafford for like eight years. And my dad's neighbour used to drive him to see the Busby Babes when my dad was eight or something. Hence why I'm a Man United fan, not yeah. a Bradford fan. And I'd rather. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, look, I'm, you're only explaining to yourself, mate. It's nothing. To, uh, I was. I was. <laughs> I was. I was more interested about the geographical. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mate. Yeah. Another episode where we go through Tommy's family tree. This is turning into like, who do you think hey, you are? Not just that, Johnny, and, and his neighbour. Oh, yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> Johnny's reaction when he went, and my dad's neighbour, Johnny's like, what the, why, the, why the fuck are we speaking about that? How's this got to do with your first podcast? Uh, anyway, Tommy, do you want to go through Lloyd's Festival? <laughs> Tommy, do you get do you get that you look like Mason from DMAs quite a lot? You what, sorry? No, no. I've Just Google Mason DMAs now. Fucking no, I have had that. Yeah. I have had that actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see it. I, yeah. I mean, I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm. Oh no, actually, he looks quite handsome there. Oh god, and he's wearing a fucking Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, with I can your, see it. With yeah. your Balenciaga hoodie, mate. Jesus Christ, just a working, not, it's, just a working class lad from the north, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do you think this is real? It's from fucking Cheetah Mill. Cheetah Mill. <laughs> I've literally just got a message. It's cost me 40, it's cost me 40 quid. <laughs> anyway, Lloyd's Festival uh, is the uh, the DM35 festival in uh, Grimsby's uh, legendary home of football, as Johnny said, Blondell Park. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday festival, uh, which is great, traditional. Why, why um, fix it if it's not broken? Friday, you've got Sheik and Stevie Wonder co-headlining with support from Wolf Alice and DMAs, um, which I am now a part of, the DMAs. Uh, Saturday, you've got Oasis, but the stipulation is it's the first time they got to back together, and that's thanks to Lloyd himself. Okay. Uh, supporting them, we've got Orphan Boy, Grimsby's own Orphan Boy, and uh Lloyd Griffith featuring Blossoms. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> I saw you waiting for that. Sunday night to finish it off, a bit more mellow. We've got Elbow opening for the incomparable Mick Hocknell's Simply Red or Red or, well, no, Simply Red. It's Lloyd back- Griffith, thank you for coming on your. Sorry, fest. it's very Manchester based. I've just realised that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry lads. Yeah, now, now, well, no. now Rogers was from Hume, so. <laughs> Cholton, actually. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you, when you come up and uh, meet my mate Rory and talk about uh, cathedrals, then you know we can uh, we can all meet up for. Uh, I'm all over that. Social distance pint and play cathedral top trumps. I mean, best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Lloyd. Cheers, lads. All right, I'm going to go and sort my plumbing out now. Not using it. That was episode 18 of Your Fest with Lloyd Griffith and a fantastic festival, as always. I think that's one Tommy would really like. Simply Red, no thank you. Oasis, mm. but um, one for Tommy, I think, there. Yeah, no, it was a great festival. Uh, and Simply Red are the absolute... Uh, they're the shit, man. They're fucking great. And, like, honestly, one of the best voices you will ever hear live. So if we can ever go to gigs again, I would recommend going to see Simply Red. And I wouldn't. But if you enjoyed this episode of Your Fest, you can follow Lloyd on Twitter at Lloyd Griffith. Also, go and check out his YouTube channel as well. Got a bunch of great stuff on there. Go and see him live if we're ever allowed to go and see comedians live again. Also, you can follow Your Fest on Twitter and Instagram at Your Fest Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. Please don't follow me on Instagram. It's definitely not worth it. At Johnny Gabriel. And you can follow Tommy on Twitter and Instagram at... I'm Andrew Stew, and go and check out Church Party, my band's album, which was out last Friday. As if it wasn't mentioned enough on Lloyd's episode, there's a book oh, from yeah. Tommy. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, okay, I can take that out. <laughs> and we'll see you again next week for episode 19 of Your Fest. In the meanwhile, me and Tommy are off to go and complete the No Poo Challenge. Bye, love you. Love you, bye. Bye. What's that? <laughs>